The question in my mind is, how do you create or relaunch a highly profitable and successful six to seven figure business? With so much conflicting advice about the best ways to start and grow your business, how do you get it right the first time? I want to help entrepreneurs make a real difference and navigate the messy world of startup or relaunch. My name is John North, and this is the Startup Secrets for Entrepreneurs show. Join me today when we dig deep with our guests and get you the best blueprint so you can fast track your own business. This episode is sponsored by Volpreneur.app, your all-in-one online business system. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at StartupSecrets.show right now. So let's get into the day's episode. Hi, I'm Jace Webster. I just did an interview with John North on the Startup Secrets show. Uh, join in and watch the interview. It was a uh, cracker on joint venture marketing and strategies for high growth for startup businesses in order to get the most optimal use out of their time, energy, and resources at low cost, risk, and maximum return. And my very special guest today is Jace Webster, who we're going to t- who's from Joint Venture Marketing, and we're going to talk about the world of JV. So welcome, Jace, to the show. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks for that, man. So today's episode is designed to be quick, and we want to get some a secret to JVs. And so give me a bit of an idea of, of what the best thing a, a, a startup or new entrepreneur can do to get their business up and running quickly, in your opinion, and, and then we'll sort of dig into that from there. Yeah, sure. Well, look, um, as, as it says, my, my business is called Joint Venture Marketing. And, you know, from a startup or, you know, scale-up stage business, it's very well known that joint ventures have been around since the days of Babylon. And they're the fastest way in order to go from startup to scale-up very, very quickly. And what we, what we what like to do with that is we like to, one, identify exactly who our target market is, find out who actually has them at mass, as in who has access to that database. It's already built the reputation, the trust, and already served them in some way. And then we go in and leverage that trust and that effort by gaining access to that database. Therefore, coming back in to your business as uh, clients or customers, if you want to call it that. Right. And so what's the, um, I think probably you find this as well, I found this with clients, is they're very fuzzy on their, in their ideal customers. So they sort of like get some basic idea. But um, what have you found in that situation? If, the, if you go into a JV scenario and you're quite fuzzy on who your best customer is, isn't that a recipe potentially for disaster? Absolutely. Um, if you're not clear on exactly who you're targeting, then the channel of communication to reaching out to the partner is going to you know, be distorted and therefore they will not be able to see the value that you can give their clients and therefore the partnership just won't work. Also, at the same time, if you're in business and you don't have a clear understanding or knowledge of exactly who you're targeting, then that's a recipe for disaster as well because if you go out and serve everyone, then, you know, it's it's going to stretch you way too much. And, you know, that's what we find. Like, you know, when I started up in, in my business, I was working with a whole different broad range of individuals and companies. And then what I did was over time is I worked out exactly who my ideal client was based on experience. Um, 
which I, I found it to be tech companies and professional services that I worked well, uh, well with the most other than say products that would have sold at high volume, you know, very different. So what's that difference between like, a, you know, like a generic product and trying to do a JV and something a little bit different? Like what do you, what's your view on that? Yeah. So it, when it comes down to joint ventures, the partner actually has to see the value in it. If they don't see the value in it, then they're not really going to advocate or endorse you to their clients. So having a unique selling proposition or something that is different to the marketplace will separate and differentiate you, which therefore it will be important. And the customers then have to value it as well. And you really want to be able to boost the reputation because whilst the money's good in partnerships, reputation, that, that comes at the forefront of anyone's mind. They want to know that who they're working with, one has a proven and predictable service or product, and number two, they're going to deliver on the back end. And as a startup, you know, that could be questionable because you're, you're new to the marketplace and things things can't, uh, things aren't always as clear. And I guess the other thing too you've got to be careful of is scale, be able to scale. So if, if you've got a very successful JV, that it could actually be your undoing, couldn't it, as well if you didn't get that right at the start? 100%. So if you do acquire a partner and say that they are a well-established company with a big database, you do want to make sure that you do have the resources and the back end to fulfill that. Because um, if you don't, then yeah, you may take on too much, which is always the case. Often uh, we find that and then it topples over at the top. So uh, you want to obviously yeah, be ultra precise with who you're partnering with. And um, whilst it's, you never want to play small, you always want to play big. Uh, you also want to rein it in and get mm. ultra focused on who you're serving, and that way you can actually deliver. Mm. So yeah, absolutely. Mm. So mm. and I've seen that a lot where people think, "Oh, I just need more sales or more customers," but the reality is they can't handle them. So it's like you, you've got to be ready for that volume. Yep, exactly right. But I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just solve a problem. I mean, I, I read yeah. in a book once about PayPal where they actually launched PayPal and they got so many. Uh, customers in one route, they had so many support issues that they actually had to hire an entire town to um, to put all these computers in to help for support to grow it. So that reality was if they didn't get past that, they would have never probably grown at all. They would have lost their reputation. That would have been it. So they, they basically pulled out all stops to, to run that support desk. And really interesting with that in, in, in saying that with PayPal, they, they started off with one target market. It was one like, intentional target market. And even then, they scaled at that precise target. So it's very, very interesting. Imagine if they went for they went broad too early as well. Mm. Then they tried to be everything to everyone. They would have gone nowhere. So exactly. they started with one, scaled that, then, then expanded. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting. And I guess they used the same pencil because at one point they were like, I think they're paying like a $20 bounty when you referred someone. So the idea would be that that's almost like the idea of a JV at the end of the day. You sort of JV'd all your customers to be able to get your new customers and it cost them, cost them $20, which is probably heaps cheaper than going and getting a new customer and advertising yep. somewhere as well. Yeah, yep. Absolutely, yeah. Cool. So um, if someone wants to get touched and talked about JVs, because obviously it's not as, um, it's a good idea, but um, before I get them to get in touch with you, what's your... You know, like Tony Robbins has got a great saying. He says, never leave the side of a good idea without doing something. What do you think someone should do if they want to, um, you know, start a JV or have got the idea, say, hey, that's a great idea. What should I do next? What's one thing they could do right now to, to get started in this? 
Yeah, that's a good question. So the first step I would say would be one, identify and get ultra clear on who you're looking to serve. Then number two, do the pragmatic research around who has access at scale to that individual that you're looking to serve. Then have a conversation with them. And you could do that by simply researching on Google who that individual company is. Um, and then go to LinkedIn, find out who are the team members, who are the decision makers within that organization, and then pick up the phone and, and call them. Or I would say that that would be number one, pick up the phone and call them, or reach out to them and do a LinkedIn introduction and just say, hey, are you open to strategic partnerships or alliances? And see, see where it goes from there. And you never know your luck, right? <laughs> you know, you might just get lucky on the day and find someone who's actually thinking about it, which is, you know, superintendent yeah. the whole situation, yeah. Yeah, well, given where the economy is at at the moment with um, the current uh, state of affairs, partnerships are more, uh, people are more open to collaboration and partnerships because people are living uh, a more remote life and they're more open to being in a digital space, in a digital world where um, they can collaborate instead of meeting as meeting for a coffee and you know, wasting five hours. Yeah, and lots of tolls to get there. <laughs> yeah, lots of tolls, petrol, everything. You can do it all from home now. So it's, Yeah, it's... and they're open to it. So, yeah, it's probably the greatest yeah. time in some sort of greatest opportunity ever to be able to do that at scale or faster. So, obviously, that's why yeah. your business is probably booming in that respect. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I built this business based on the fact that I, I saw um, social media. Yeah, and we, we, we won't go into that, but basically... I'm going to do another episode, so the new, next stuff will be in the new episode. <laughs> exactly right. I'll save it for that. But, yeah, um, yeah look, it, it's very... It's been around since the days of Babylon, and mm. it's proven, it's tested, it's stood the test of time. It's by far the number one strategy when it comes to growing and growing a business from a marketing mm. standpoint. Makes sense. That's awesome. So, Jace, how does someone get in touch with you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, look, the best way to get in touch with me is just email me, uh, jv at jointventuremarketing.com, or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn and it's under Jace Webster. Cool. No worries. That's excellent. And we'll put up the links on our website as well so they can access it. So thanks so much for coming along. It's, it's interesting in the world of JVs, and I think it's something that low cost, and it's a certainly a fast way to get someone, get someone started in, in a new product as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, John. Thank you. Hey, John North, your host here. Stay listening for the next short episode where we cover secret number three with Jan Coe discussing a powerful strategy to launch your business with instant authority. You won't want to miss this one. That's a wrap on another awesome episode for the Startup Secret Show for Nippernors. Just before you go, if you like this episode, we'd be very grateful for a five-star review. Please also consider recommending the show to a friend or two. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at startupsecrets.show right now. Until next time, if you're an entrepreneur, make a start on your next great business idea today.